Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Shades of Strong. I am Cheryl, and Natty is feeling a little under the weather today, so she will not be joining us. But I have a super special guest for you guys today. And when I tell y'all I am straight fangirling right now, I am fangirling for real, for real, because I love this lady so much. I've been following her from afar from what seems like a lifetime. And I've been trying to get her on the show since August, but she's such a busy lady. So when she hit me up and said, hey, I have some like space on my calendar. Let's do this podcast episode. So y'all already know I jump on it. So listen, I have the amazing Gina Needley joining me in the virtual studio today. Now y'all may know Gina as the full of life celebrity chef on the Food Network from down home with the Neelys, but let me just tell y'all, she is so much more than that. She's an entrepreneur. She's a reality television star. She has, she's a New York best time, New York Times bestselling author. She's made guest appearances on Dr. Oz, Good Morning America. This girl does all the things. So yeah, I am super stoked to have her here today. Hey, Gina. What's hey. up, girl? How are you? I am wonderful. I am so excited to have you here. Well, I'm glad we can finally connect our schedules. So it's I all- know, girl. It's it's been challenging, hasn't it? But listen, I've been watching. I'm following everything, so I feel like I've been following right along with you. You know what? It's so weird because I you say you following on TV, but I really feel like our greater connection came through Instagram. I think so because that's when I slid in your DMs. <laughs> You can just slide in my DM, but I was really like in your content, you were like in my content. So we kind of had just the, you know, kinetic kind of thing. That yeah, yeah, definitely. Because we were commenting on each other's stuff. So yeah, I feel like I've been knowing you forever. I feel like we're best friends in my head, girl. I'm best friends in so many people's heads. So you know, I got a lot of friends in my head. <laughs> we are best friends. Yes. But yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. As you know, on this podcast, we talk about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break the strong Black woman. But before we dive into that, and I know I kind of already told everybody probably a whole lot about you, but in your own words, tell us about Gina Neely, who you are, what you do, why you do it, what sets your soul on fire. To probably say my biggest accomplishment for me is probably my girls. Just being a mother, um, because becoming a mother kind of gave me an insight on just what our moms have gone through and how I can sort of create my own narrative and grow in my own way. I was raised a lot by my great great grandmother, so I have a lot of old values as well as a lot of new way values. So just having the balance of that, and then also when I ventured off into the more of the public world and just going to TV. And before then I was actually a banker. Um, or yeah. So I was, I was in fan, I was in finances and loss and prevention. So I was, I was trying to catch the thieves. That was always my specialty. <laughs> but, uh, and then I ventured into the restaurant industry and um, it just kind of took on its own life, but I've always been able to adapt. And that's one thing that I have to say is one of my strong gifts has been able to be adaptable in whatever environment I'm put in and just try to flow with that. But now as I have aged a little more and I'm 54, my girls are older, I would have to say my strongest part now is just learning the art of no and learning to just love myself as I am, not trying to please anybody and just living my own life on my own terms, my own way. 
Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm here for all of that. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about living your life on your own terms. So when I was preparing this episode, I asked myself the question, like, what makes a strong Black woman a strong Black woman? Because, you know, there, there are all these stereotypes and myths and biases and, and all of that stuff. But when I thought about what makes a strong Black woman a strong Black woman, the thing, the thing that came to me was her confidence, her courage, the wherewithal to go after life, the life she wants, is her boldness to speak out against injustices and unfairness, is her her ability to lead, all, all of that goodness. And so when I look at you, Gina, that is what I see. I see you living life on your own terms. I see you living your life unapologetically. No matter where I see you on social media, you always have this huge smile on your face. Like you, for me, you are the essence of what a strong Black woman is. And that's evident in the title of your book, This Is My Life, These Are My Rules. So have you always been that girl? Oh, no, 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 no. That all comes with growth and evolution, of course, circumstances that happen in our lives and being able to sort of make the choices that we have to make, even the tough choices. Raised by, like, I was raised by a single parent. So I always saw my mom sort of persevere regardless of what. My grandmother, you know, I, I grew up around a lot of strong women and not a lot of male presence in my life. So um, just seeing them sort of do what they need to do and, and, and handle their business without, and even sometimes we when, when the tears are there, we still smile through it all because I always think laughter is the one thing that saves our soul. It is thing that I, no matter what's happening, I'm always trying to smile. I'm always trying to laugh. Even if it's through my tears, if it's through any kind of, you know, controversy or whatever. And I think that's also a downside because here's the other side to that is when you do that, people think you're not being real. So, but they don't know that that's just your mechanism to help you get through. Everybody has their own defense mechanisms to have to move through a shift through a life. So that was mine. And I've always been a happy-go-lucky person. I can sort of find, you know, the dancing. And then I, that, that quote, you know, it's not about the storm, but how do you dance in the rain? Yeah, I've always been, a, and I love dancing, quite frankly, but I've always been <laughs> able to sort of dance in the rain. And even when it's, you know, difficult, but I still try to find a two-step or a one-step and get it done. Was there a defining moment for you when you realized that I get to choose how I want to live? Yes, my defining moment came for me at 50. You know, because we as mothers, we kind of put our lives on hold and we want to make sure that our girls are straight. And, and that was very, very important for me because I, I didn't have a dad. I wasn't raised by a father. So my father left when I was three years old and he is deceased. So I didn't really have a strong role model from a male perspective, but my brother, and then he was, you know, he's the oldest and I'm the baby. So that's a huge gap there. So I think for me, I always wanted to make sure my girls had their dad and had a family, you know, what that looks like. Like when we read storybooks and I, and I am a lover of love. So I kind of believe in the fairy tale. I know, I know that's just, that's we okay. all do girl. We all yeah. do. Okay. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I want my girls to have that. So that sort of gave me the strength. And then I sort of made the choice to stay a little longer than I should. So I took the L for that. But at the end of the day, um, once they got up and understood, I had to go ahead and do what I needed to do. And so that's when the courage sort of steps in. Because we have to also show our girls, too, that when life is not giving us what we want, how to go ahead and redirect that and change that. You know, Absolutely. Even, even though no one will understand it, everybody may not get it. And that's okay. You don't have to get it. You don't have to understand it. 
But as long as I understand it and I get it and I make the shift, I do it. Oh, I 100% agree. I'm about to be 51 now. But Mm -hmm. I don't, I think for me, it probably happened maybe five years ago when I finally decided that I'm not going to live my life for other people. But even now, I still kind of struggle with it. Like you were saying earlier, like I have a problem with saying no because I'm so accustomed to being everything to everybody. So I guess my next question to you is, why do you think it's so easy for women to get stuck in that pattern of living their lives for everybody? Except themselves. Yeah, I I think for me, my mother sort of set that pattern for me. And I could see it being a bad pattern, which is really weird because even as a young child, I used to always read a lot and and look at magazines and love to travel. I love fashion. I love all of it. My mother is a very, um, she doesn't really like a lot of, like she's very content with just kind of being with herself. But she's a person who kind of believes in the image of things, what people think about you. So here's two things with that. My mom was like that. And then I also married a man like that. So what that showed me was that I did not want to march to anyone's beat but my own. I left my home at 18. My mother was like, I said, mom, you know, I've got to go. Because I knew when you're around that and people start instilling their views on you and it's poured on you, that, that's what was poured into me. Make everybody else happy is what people think about you. Don't try to, you know... Don't go against the grain. And, and whatever she said, don't do, I did. I, you know, I was just rebellious. I'm just a re- rebellious spirit anyway in that regard. But um, it was just important for me to like, I, you can't live your life like that. And, you know, no only is two letters, but it is a complete sentence. I tell my girls, that it's just two letters, but it is a complete sentence. You don't owe anybody an explanation. That's why this holiday, I was so ecstatic to be able to sit in my no and give out those notes and not feel guilty about it. And I spent Thanksgiving alone enjoying myself. Wow. Last time my neighbors are bringing food over, it was like, oh my God, I had, I didn't realize I had that village still around me that people still cared about me and brought food over. And I just really like laid out like broccoli. I didn't do anything. I had the best Thanksgiving. My girls were with their dads. And so I'll have Christmas and thank, I have Christmas and New Year's Eve. So that's enough. But, um, I think it's okay to, I think what we need to learn how to do sometimes is sit with ourselves and be still because it is in those moments that God speaks to us and we're able to hear things that we need to hear. We're able to kind of dissect things, review, renew, you know, revive our soul. So I'm very big on being still. Oh, yes. And I'm very big on taking time for yourself because we don't get that a lot. I know in, in my younger day, I was so busy raising kids. Like, there was no time to just yeah. be. Let me tell you, can you imagine doing two TV shows, writing the New York Times bestseller, doing appearances, traveling, making a decision to have your sister move from Nashville to Memphis to take care of your daughters. Your daughters are competitive cheerleaders and you no longer get to go to their competitions and be a cheer mom. You no longer get to be a part of their lives. And then they're rebellious against that because you're away. So, I mean, I live with a lot of guilt within their joy, but I also explained to them this life was also providing a lifestyle for them. So you can't complain about the gift when you're enjoying the blessing. Girl, what? You said a mouthful of this. You just cannot. So we, have, we had those conversations like, not nah, guilty about what I got to do because this is blessing you and giving you and allowing right. you to do this. So, you know, you got to roll with that. And that's sometimes life is a sacrifice. You got to take a hit sometimes. But you know, the hit may not be so hard when you're getting a good blessing out of it. Were you able to find balance in that situation while you were doing all the moving? 
you know what, as, as best as I could, you know, I would still like do my own laundry. I didn't want, cause you know, they, they wanted to have like a house mother for them and, you know, someone to manage this and manage that. But I really, I tried to do my own grocery shopping when I was home. I tried to make sure I was there, but you know, I'll tell you the best thing I, I have to honestly say, my daughter may have told me maybe, I guess about three years ago, she said, mom, you know, I was at work and she worked at this store. Um, at the time, and she was like, and her her coworkers were talking about student loans and how they were struggling with those. And she said, and I honestly could not relate. She said, and I was thinking, but they were like, they took their income tax check because of student loans. She said, and I didn't, I don't, I didn't understand what that meant. And I said, no, because you didn't have to worry about that. That's right. So see, and and and, but it's so weird because now they're just now getting it and understanding, like, wow, my mom made these huge sacrifices so we wouldn't have to worry about this or have to deal with that. But they're, you know, they're getting it now. So even if they don't understand it at the time, your hope and wish is that whatever you have poured into them and given them, that they kind of can can kind of find the wisdom in it as they get older. And it's funny you say that because a lot of, like in today's society, people will try and convince you that you can't have it all. Like you have to give up one in order to have the other, like, I'm going to commit all my time to be being a mother and then I'm going to come back to my career. And even in 2019, there are still people, are still women waiting for their children to grow up and and live the dream life that they want to live. But by the time your, your children grow up, and I'm not saying it's ever, it's ever too late to do it, but by the time your children grow up, you're tired and you just want to chill and you just want to relax. So if there is somebody out there that, doesn't believe or she doesn't believe that she can have it all. What would be your words for her? I mean, as far as having it all, I don't know if we ever really have it all because you have to, de- you have to define what your all is because everybody all is different. So for me, my girls now both have jobs, their own places, they're self-sufficient. I gave them a great running start. They're managing their own. I'm getting my you know, new life. It's like the other part of my life. Like I'm, I'm adjusting to a whole new normal now. And I don't have to worry about my girls in that way. So you know, I think you can, but you have to make sure that you pour into your children and be honest with them. And then now that they're little adults, we have real live girl conversations. Like I don't, I don't, I, I throw them punches, like, like at them real hard to let them know this is not anything that you play with. This is real. This is life. And life is not going to embrace you like mom and dad did, but this is what it is. And this is how it's going to be. But what you're not going to do is come over here and like, my kids know they can maybe stay for a relocation or something like that. But <laughs> My daughter had to move home just for a little bit because she moved from Dallas to Memphis for a new job. And I told her, oh, girl, 30 and 54 don't go together. That's just, I don't, you know, and she got on down. Like, like, I made it as uncomfortable as possible because my mom would because, you know, we couldn't go home. We couldn't, we couldn't go home. And people always say we give our kids so much because we don't want them to be raised like we were, but we weren't raised so bad. You know, we had great lessons instilled in us. Sometimes we try to sacrifice that, but in, in fact, we're actually hurting our kids by giving them so much and not letting them see that life is not always so easy and how to navigate that when they go through those difficult times, how to fall down and get back up. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I, and I love that you said that you have to find out what that all is for you because it's going to look different for, for all of us, absolutely. for everybody is going to look different. And so even with 
whole strong black woman and the myths and stereotypes that that come along with that. And I've heard a number of people saying, "Oh, I don't want to be strong anymore. I don't. I'm not a strong black woman. I'm I'm just a black woman." And I get it because you know it can be it can be a badge of honor or or it can be be a burden. But I think I, I don't think that like for me, I don't think that people necessarily are at a point where they don't want to be strong anymore. I think that they just have not taken the time, like you said, to define what being strong means for them individually. Okay. That's right. what exactly. I that's what I think and, it is. And, you know, and that's why we have such a big abundance of now of mental illness now. Mm-hmm. We're trying to wear all these hats. We're trying to keep all the balls in the air. We're trying to do all these incredible things and be everything for everybody, but we're neglecting ourselves. And if you don't have that self-love, self-time, self-care for yourself, that's sort of what happens. It's almost like your body is going through something and then, but when the body gets tired and, and it wants to stop, the body will stop. I can honestly say I've had two near-death experiences that no one knows about, and I rely on those experiences and I know when my body does a certain thing, I need to get somewhere and sit down. That is my way of saying, uh, excuse me, Slam, hold up, pull back. I need to <laughs> have several seats, Miss Gina. And I sit down. Whether anybody gets it or not, I sit down. And people always say, you know, girl, one thing about you, you try to get your rest, especially now. I mean, I'm thinking, well, my mom is 82. You know, there will be a point that I have to kind of probably be a little more of a caregiver. So I want to make sure I'm able to be there for her. I don't want to be a burden on my kids. So, you know, I try to make sure that I stay young and do things that I need to do to take care of myself as well as not be a burden to anyone else. Got to take care of you before you take care of anybody else. You got to take care of you because if you don't take care of you, you're not going to be able to take care of anybody else. So you you first, you have to. So Gina, when you think about the strong black woman, the image of the strong black woman, do you see it as a badge of like, which one do you most relate to? The badge of honor? or a burden? Um, strong Black woman to me is a woman who can own her truth, mm-hmm. who does not judge herself, who does not allow the guilt to sink in, who can stand in her own truth and walk her own walk, irregardless of doesn't understand it or not. And also she can dance to her own rhythm. And sometimes our beats are not the same. And that's okay. That's I don't know if it's a badge or not. I don't know. I mean, I don't know when you say a badge. I don't know. I just know I'm not wearing a cape. I'm not wearing a cape. And mommy wear a high heel boot and slave. Exactly. Exactly. So has there ever been a time in your life when you felt like you had to be strong, like you couldn't, like you couldn't fall apart? Oh, for sure. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yes. There had to be a time when I had two girls, two little girls that were relying upon me to hold together and a big family who felt like I had all the answers, even though I'm the baby girl, I'm sort of like, I feel like the oldest sometimes in my family. And I think a lot of times the babies, the baby girls kind of get that because we're the ones that's left that They feel like we've been spoiled in the way. So it's our turn to kind of get it. But yeah, it's been, it's definitely been times like that where I just kind of wanted to just fall out in the floor and let it all go. And I have done that. I have done and released that. So and, and I don't have any shame or guilt about it. It's just what needed to be done. And I did it. But yeah, you, you just can't operate at a level of intensity like that consistently. And people are always like secure the bag, secure the bag, secure the bag. So you can secure the bag, but if you can't spend the money. What the hell are you used to have in the bag? Oh, girl, that part. Yes. So, yes. You know, it's all about what that bag means to you. Does, does that bag mean 
gave to you, does that bag mean like going to buy, going to buy you like this high price Gucci bag? Or does that bag mean sitting at home on your sofa chilling because you got money in the bank? You don't have to worry about that. It just depends on what that bag Yeah. You could you could secure the bag, but still take care of yourself. You don't have to be grinding and hustling all the time. Gina, what do you do to chill, girl? Like, what do you do to relax and just enjoy your day? I know you like a, a good glass of wine, but what do you do to a to unwind and just you know get it, get in that zen space? What do you do? Mostly, I just kind of listen. Let me tell you, my routine journal is when I like I run my errands. First, I get up in. Let me take a bath. I get up in the morning. I take a little quiet time and meditate, just kind of just thank God for allowing me to wake up in my right mind and be able to see myself and, and all of that and thank him for all my loved ones. I get a hot shower, go through all of that, have breakfast. I try to have breakfast every morning, whether it's oatmeal or a boiled egg. I'm going to eat breakfast every morning because it's the most important meal of the day. Um, run my errands. I'm going to stop and eat something again. But I now I realize I take the time more to visit with my friends. Like I may have lunch with my girlfriend who I haven't seen in forever. I've really slowed down a lot and just tried to really enjoy the moments and the quality of life. Not necessarily having to do anything. If you just want to come over and I make us dinner and we just chill out and we laugh and we kiki, cool with that. Like, like to me, that's unwinding. But what you cannot do is come in my space and fall apart. Like that energy stays here. So we have to really like, like if my girlfriends, when I first moved like by myself, they were like, oh my God, we love your space. It's so wonderful. It's so cozy. And let me just tell you what I'd be like, uh-uh, we don't do that in here. We laughing. We, we, this is our laughing space. Oh, I love that. And see, and you said, and you've already set boundaries. I love that. And people are afraid to set boundaries. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to set boundaries in order to know your worth. So you saw so your your space is just positive energy, no negativity. We laughing, we having a good time. And that's it. Yeah, and, and whether it's cooking, whether it's entertaining, whether it's listening to music, whether it's great conversation, great, you know, just having just back and forth dialogue, what you know, because I have guys over and women over, we just may go back and forth about relationships and mm-hmm. we may just look at a movie, we may just kick on a Love Jones or Best Man Holiday or whatever and just go there or some silly. It it doesn't really matter. I tell you, people put so much stock into creating and creating and um a, a space or something like that when you really sometimes just let that space be and let it just happen organically and you'll be surprised what you get out of that yes that those are the best moments when things happen oh, yeah, organically sure. especially when you're hanging out with your girlfriends and y'all just chilling and whatever comes up comes out it's like you know we just having a good time we chit-chatting we sipping on a glass of wine we got our shoes out we, yeah. we just chilling like those are the moments that you bask in <laughs> And just so you know, Shirley, I mean, it took a long time for me to even allow people into my space. Because when, when I moved in this condo, this condo was sort of like my safe place. It was my, so I didn't really want to share it. And, and it was so funny because on my 52nd, no, 52nd, I was in Italy. I did that show, Toronto for Love. So I was in Italy. My 53rd birthday, I planned my birthday party at church, texting my girlfriend before the pastor got up to speak. And telling her, and we did like an impromptu party. We played spades. We had music. We got we had food catered in. We had I set the bar up, and I tell you, we just literally had. A, remember back in the day, you had an old school house party. Yes, honey, turn the music on. Yes, and my daughter was here making the margaritas and knocking my old friends out. She was like, "Your friends can't drink. They can't even drink my little margaritas." Like my five year old has the meanest margarita recipe, and you. 
No, we, and it was just, and my brother was here. We had music. I mean, and I can't recall, and my girlfriend kept rubbing my back because she knows I was a little uncomfortable. I said, we too loud? Or, you know, I'm always mindful of people around me. Like, she's like, Gina, just relax. But it took me, it took me a while to get here, you know, because you never know when people want to just come into your space, see what it looks like, and there's a, there's a secret agenda. So I'm really trying now, in all honesty, to sort of release and allow myself to trust a little more and not be so, you know, but... People don't understand when you've been stalked before, when you've been before, when you've had kind of bad things to happen to you, you kind of keep your guards up a little bit because people feel like if you too, if you let your guard down too much and try to be too real, then they could just step to you any kind of way. Uh, but I want people to feel comfortable around me, but yet I also want you to respect my space and who I am. And uh, what I do privately is what I do privately. No, everybody can't get every, everybody can't get all parts of Gina. I'm sorry. Oh, I like that. You know, I have to say something for myself, you know, and, you know, it's just, and it's because we live in a world of everybody wanting to know everybody's business. We're on social media. We're talking about this and about that. You know, and some things are just not for everybody. I think get on me all the time for like, she never really shared her full story because you know what? God knows what happened. He knows what happened. And I know what happened. And that that's right. I'll be taken care of. There's no need to share my full story. Because that's nobody's business. You, I mean, that that's your story. That's your life. That's your journey. You don't have to share any of that if you don't want to. Yeah, and I occasionally do talk about it sometimes when I speak or mm-hmm. if I just run into a total stranger and they just kind of want to just blow their heart out to me and share with me and tell me how I've given them inspiration and the courage to get out of bad relationships. Yeah, then I share a little bit because I feel like my sister needs to hear that she can come through this. And, you know, then I lend myself out, you know, and I kind of go... I, you know, I get it. Cause I had a, I had a girl DM me the other day and just said that she left her husband. And now she said, I feel so sad. I said, well, there's a process in that. You're going right. to go through a grief, a loss, a death. It's going to, you have to go through all those emotions. What you have to do is trust and respect the process and let it happen. And you'll be fine. And now the holidays are even tougher. So that's another mountain you have to climb. Each year it gets better. Each year it gets better. So keep smiling, keep moving, stay strong. No, you made the right decision if you did and just try to enjoy life. It's it's one day at a time. And honestly, when you're going through through things like that, it's one second at a time. It's like whatever you can do in that moment, then do that. And you cannot beat yourself up about it if that's all you can do. Oh, I know, because I couldn't even get out of bed sometimes. So I see that's what I'm saying. So it just just peel and make the curtain, opening up the blinds. What I do for sure now every day is I make sure there is light in my house somewhere. Like, let's walk to the light because, you know, darkness has a way of making us feel comfortable. And it's also a way of making us feel, you know, comfortability and isolation. Those two things are very, you know, if you're not, if you're not careful, you get triggered in a space of where you become isolated, but that, that becomes comfortable for you. And then you don't know how to sort of mix and mingle anymore because now you think being by yourself is normal when it's really not. It's not. And it's so hard to get out of that space. Once you get into that, yeah. that, that space of being alone, it's so, I've been there. It is so yeah. hard to pull yourself out of that. It is, the, it is one of the most difficult uphill battles to climb. But that is why I tell people all the time, whatever you do, get out a little bit, open the curtain, mm-hmm. open the curtain go sit on your patio, just let a little vitamin D get to you and let God naturally heal your soul. Absolutely. Well, I, I love that, um, that that you have those boundaries in place when it comes to sharing your story and your journey, because your story and your journey is sacred. 
And you can't just give that to anybody. I remember the, the very fr- the very first time I talked to you on the phone, and I remember um I, we we talked for for hours. But one thing you that you said struck me, and, and it was I'm I'm not gonna let people hold me hostage to my past. And right. I was like, yes, because people want to do that. They want they want to. you're trying to move on and move forward with your life and people constantly want to bring your past up and when you said that that struck me you know because you you don't have to be held hostage to your past yeah but even but but but, you know here's the other part of that and because I I know that can seem a little abrasive but here's the other part to that is that that's the way people met you so however a person meet you they sort of want to keep you there they don't want because it's comfortable for them not for you they're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. They're thinking about, I need you to stay right here because I'm comfortable with you here. Well, I may say, I'm not comfortable with me here. I'm comfortable with me moving over this way. And you got to have the courage to move over that way. You got to know yourself. You cannot allow fans or anyone else to dictate who you are. And that's a big thing that happens with the type of thing that happens really quick and really fast, that if you're not careful and know who you are within yourself and have that balance and that foundation, then that big world will carry you away. That's why you hear, that's why you have so many young celebrities like that started off very young and they spin out of control. It's because they keep chasing that high that people want. Well, you can't worry about what people want. You got to worry about what you want and what works for you. It, it, it's your happiness. I can't make you happy. You can't, I can't be responsible for your happiness and you can't be responsible. You can't be responsible for my girl. Yes, 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 yes. I love that because we are always, girl, that, like, that's deep. I remember when Will Smith said that his job was not to make Jada happy and he got some backlash, you know, from, from saying that, but that's, that's not his job. No, you, everyone has to do their own work. That's what kills people. Don't want to do their work, but they want to live through you and talk about the work you're doing and judge your work because you're not doing your own work. You can tell me that I'm being, you know, she thinks she's, oh, especially when I lost weight, or oh, she thinks she's skinny, she's special, da 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 da. She's gonna find another a girl. Let me tell you something. If you so busy, mind your business, mind your yard, and check your check your fertilizer because at the end of the day, I know what mine's doing. Yes, girl. Yes. Me and Gina. Yes. I know we friends now. <laughs> I love that red table talk. I mean, I, I think it's what you need. Yes, girl. Yes. They don't. They absolutely don't. But these are the type of conversations we, we need to have because people need to know that ultimately whatever happens in your life is up to you. It's not anybody's responsibility to make you happy. That's not, that's your responsibility. You are responsible for your own happiness. You know what's crazy now? It's like, if they don't marry me off tomorrow, I'm going to be dead. Like, when is she going to find her man? Like, oh my God. It's like, girl, first off, I don't even need a man to define me. That part. 24 years. So honey, I'm just enjoying me. And if God blesses me with that, I'm here for it. But I'm not here just to have a man say I got a man because I need man today. I don't know how they didn't got out of track. What had happened? Like, <laughs> what you say, Gina? What happened? What happened, bro? It's <laughs> <laughs> a game out here, and I'm just not here for a lot of trickery and shenanigans. I, I know that's right, girl. Nobody has time for that. Like this day and time, you gotta be careful with who you align yourself with because once that, once you get that spirit on you, 
You now you girl, do you hear me? Once you get that spirit on you, and people don't understand that you are exchanging energy. And so you do not want like if that if if his energy does not align with you, then you don't want to have anything to do with that. So, no, you don't need to be in a hurry to get a man. You need to make sure that that's the man that God has for you. You don't need to be a girl. Take your time. Oh, I have been. Yes, honey. Take your time. You don't need that in your life. (laughs) yeah <laughs> so yeah this this was good i'm so glad you came on but before we go i want i have a few rapid rapid fire questions okay. so yeah so you know how i was fangirling out when you replied to my dm i was like yes she replied yes so when was the last time you fangirled out and who did you fangirl out over vanessa williams on the odds Oh, I saw y'all on there. Y'all look cute together, too. I was singing. <laughs> Say the best for last. And she said, I let them in and family. My husband. I was shooting. Yes, yes, God. yes. <laughs> all her movies. I was doing everything. She was like dying laughing. And to this day, we talk all the time. Like, Oh, my gosh. And y'all look, so, I saw y'all on Dr. Oz. Y'all look so cute together. I love, I love, Vanessa is a real, I love her. She is a home girl. She is, I call her a real G. I saw you're a real G. I'm here for that. Like I'm For real. Oh, my gosh. She look like she is, too. Oh, y'all look good together. I love it. I play with it. But I love her spirit. I love her spirit. I love her spirit. I feel like y'all kind of sort of had this same energy a little bit like she looks like she likes to have fun oh she does and she cuts up all the time but she will read you a down really (laughs) don't play with her she she is out i mean the first time she read i was like "Uh uh-uh not miss america are you what (laughs) what you said gina not miss america (laughs) i was like oh okay she's a real one i'm gonna say she's a real one Yes. Not one. Miss America. <laughs> yes, honey, there is nothing wrong with that. Okay, next question. Has there been a roadblock or obstacle that you fought your way through and it and it eventually became a success story? You know what? I would you know what? I know I, I think, huh. I would probably say doing down home with the knees was kind of a roadblock because I didn't want to do that. And I, I cried the first six months. I act a whole fool about that show. And <laughs> I thank God for those for the, for the patience of those producers yeah. networking to just kind of walk me through it. But now I'm I'm facing other roadblocks because I've kind of been, I feel like people now don't want to see me out of the kitchen. They don't want to see me out of the way. So I'm I'm getting ready to take on another project that I actually had a meeting about today that I'm excited about that people will be pleasantly surprised and gonna be shocked. Uh, and talk about it. You know, I never talk about things like that until I actually sign on it. And I just believe in guarding my grace because I don't know who's praying for me, who's praying against me. These devils are everywhere. So, uh, you know, I, I, I will say this right here today, what I did today, I was very, very proud of myself because I didn't really think I would be able to do it because I relied on so many others. I just didn't think I had it in me. And God showed me. Yes, you do. And I prayed about it all last night and I fasted yesterday. And I was like, Lord, because I got to face, I got to do this presentation tomorrow. And it's got to be solid. It's got to be tight. And they ate it up. So I, I'm just. Oh, like, I'm intrigued. I cannot wait yeah. to see and hear. Yeah. I felt like that when I produced Chop It Up with Gina Neely on the Aspire because they run with that too. But 
this project right here is going to be so like, girl, y'all not going to be ready for it. Y'all, y'all gonna, she not walked up out of her whole entire mind. So I'm getting ready to get ready. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna I be am intrigued, girl. I feel like I need to know. I, I'm just I know. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's going to be such an enormous blessing all around for so many people. With this one move, it's going to impact so many lives. It's going to impact the community. It's going to impact so much. But more importantly, it's going to show me that, yeah, girl, you had that. You got it. Oh, I cannot wait, girl. I'm excited. <laughs> me too, me too, me too. I'm looking forward to 2020. I'm looking forward to 2019 can get on down. I'm looking forward to it. So 2019, you get on down because 2020, come on. Yes, girl. Okay. Yeah. Come on through. Come on, girl, 2020. Come through 2020. Yeah. All right. Last thing. <laughs> girl, you got me over here cracking up. <laughs> you, you know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm all right. Last thing. So we've been talking about living life on your own terms. We've been talking about defining strength on your strong on your own terms. So with that said, repeat and complete. My strong is my strong is peace. Mm-hmm. Why peace? Peace, because peace is the center of everything. When you're at peace, you can make the best decisions. You can be your best self. You're not so quick to react. You can roll slowly into that decision. And you're okay with where you are. And it's like just a zen feeling that nothing can kind of conquer that. Nothing nothing supersedes that. It's just a beautiful place. This is a beautiful place to be. Yes, peace is all the things, girl. You are so right. Yeah. But Gina, thank you so much for being on my show. Glad it finally got to happen. I know, girl. I've, I'm like, I've been talking to you since August, I believe. But you be on the move, girl. I'll be seeing. I'll be like, yeah, honey, she is yeah. moving and shaking. Okay. Yes. I, I made a point this year to kind of like have like the holidays to myself at home and do whatever I want to do, what the girls want to do, my mom wants to, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I don't want to be on the road. I didn't want to be flying anywhere because flying now has become such a headache. Um, I just kind of wanted to chill and just kind of sit in the moment of and just enjoy it. I had my decorations up probably since Halloween. Are you serious? Christmas decorations? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I didn't do about three trees like I normally do. I did just one tree this year. I normally do three. I did two. Okay. Yeah, I did two. I didn't do three, but. I just, I, it's just something like, it's just the beauty of it all. I like to sit in my own beauty, the fireplace, the lights, you know, different lights and just have music going and I, I'll dance around the house by myself. I am so, 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 so embracing myself. I really am. I know, girl. I, I feel you on that. You know, here's the thing, sure. I mean, we go through life and we make these tough choices and we try to please and we, try to love and we try to be all for everybody but when you can kind of get to that place i'm telling you you don't want anyone to tamper with it you protect it you love it and you secure it. yes yeah. oh i just feel peaceful just hearing you say that all right guys we are going to get ready to get out of here gina thank you again for being on telling people where they can find you on the in the online space um you can purchase a book on ginaneely.com this is this is my life. These are my rules. Right, that, and I still have my candles. I just added a mirror to it. I'm working on another scent. Real Gina Neely on Twitter. I don't tweet a lot, as you know. Instagram, just Gina Neely. Facebook, Gina Neely. And you know, and if you guys want to slide in my DM, you know, I'm here for it. I'm getting ready to start doing a podcast 
Um, I remember you mentioning I, that. You know what? I've been playing around with it because I don't know a whole lot about podcasting. When I don't uh-huh. know about something, I want to make sure I, I get it right because I know I'm going to be judged on a different standard. Mm-hmm. It's going to be talk and take. I love the name. Talk and taste. So you're talking, you know, because, you know, talking about things is like tasting the words. It's like food, like the meat of the conversation as well. So it's kind of a play on words of that. But I'll be interviewing like chefs and caregivers and just relationships and how we can be better and, and really how people um, create their own narratives when it's not even what it really is and how they're feeling facts. And it's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm going to have a lot of professional people on to help us kind of navigate through these crazy times that we're in now and just the way we're reacting toward things and with this trafficking and, you know, and the women and interracial relationships and all of that good stuff. Oh, that sounds amazing. You know, I'm going to be tuned in. You want to tune in for that? I'm going to try to get out the first of the year. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited about it. Very, very yes. Excited. So if y'all want to stay in the loop with all of that, follow Gina on social media. She's Gina Neely on Instagram, Facebook. And what'd you say Twitter was, Gina? Real Gina Neely. Real Gina Neely. So yeah, follow her so you can stay in the loop and tune in to her podcast, GinaNeely.com. Grab a candle, grab a book, all of that goodness. All right, y'all. We're out of here, Gina. Thank you again, honey. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you guys. You too.